Alright, back here on the Sports Grind Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark Producing and spinning the one and twos 877-37-GRIND is your number We are broadcasting here From the Hazel Sky Online Studios Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose Alright, so Continue with the Mike McCarthy soundbite about Kellen Moore. Um, also, what it tells me is that, for one, he's really trying to let Dak know. Um, and maybe this is just the message that they've agreed to Stephen Jones of the world, to Jerry Jones. They've agreed this is the message and the narrative we're putting out there that uh, we're not ready to, you know, jump ship from Dak. And the interceptions were not really Dak's fault. They were just play calling and this and that. That's what it tells me, number one. Number two, it also tells me Mike McCarthy, at the time he took this job, really knew from him and his agent that he didn't know when he was probably going to get another opportunity. Way the Aaron Rodgers. Because you got to think, that Aaron Rodgers that basically played the last couple of years with Mike McCarthy and what happened with that, and when Mike he would throw Mike under the bus, we're like, oh, well, I think we need to get more creative. And, oh, I didn't know Mike got fired. That's shock. I didn't know. We didn't look at Aaron Rodgers yet the way we look at Aaron Rodgers now. The masses, meaning the ego, the self-centered. That wasn't there yet. It was, it was manifesting. It was getting watered. It was putting seeds on it and getting ready to grow into this monster that he is now. But I believe that Mike McCarthy knew at the time that – you know, I don't know if I'm getting another opportunity time to coach. And he wasn't no spring chicken either. So my point is because that lets me know you never wanted to inherit Jason, I mean, Kellen Moore as your play caller, period. Okay? When you had to sleep over at Jerry's house and he offered you the job, that was probably the sticking point that y'all were probably on your maybe your second bag of s'mores. And he's like, look, Mike, I, look, this is the kid. I want him. I think he might. I was wrong on Garrett about the Bill Walsh. I think this is the guy. All right, Jerry. And then this develops, and you go into, like you said, this is third, third season, all hell's breaking loose. And what is Mike telling Steve? Hey, <laughs> I ain't calling the plays. I ain't calling the plays. This is the guy y'all wanted. To. And finally, Jerry said, you know what? Okay. But what he's doing in that take right there, too, speaking of McCarthy, look, man. You're giving yourself enough rope because now if you don't take that leap, because I've told you, they don't get to the – and even I don't even know if the NFC Championship game does it. But if they don't get at least the NFC Championship game past this division round, and I would probably say I don't know if the NFC Championship game is good enough. They've got to get to Las Vegas next February. And if they don't get there – after you let Kellen Moore, and what happens if Kellen Moore, if he goes to the Chargers, and all of a sudden now the Chargers, yeah, they've got the number one offense, but now all of a sudden the Chargers are a playoff team now. Mike McCarthy, there's nobody else basically to blame, but you've got to go. Not really. And I think because of those comments to where he said, hey, look, I'm not chasing down to the number one offense. I'm trying to win games. Okay, no, right. We know we know Kellen can coach a team, uh, coach an offense, to the playoffs. He's done it in Dallas. That's okay, true. So even if you do that in, in in L.A. with the Chargers, 
a team that's already just there on the cusp. You, Kellen just has to get them over the edge. Yeah, but They're I was close. Right. I was speaking of meaning that if he if Mike McCarthy if Kellen has success of yes, he's led he's been the coordinator when Dallas made the playoffs, but I'm talking about if he has success, Chargers make the playoffs but they really haven't, but he's got a top, let's say top 3 offense and they're advancing but Mike McCarthy can't get past the wild card game or he he misses the playoffs or he can't get to Super Bowl. What I'm saying there's nobody else left to not point the finger at. If he misses the playoffs, then yes, I think it's all right there, especially if Kellen does. Jonas, he because has to get to he has to get to the Super Bowl, bro. He's got to get to the Super Bowl. You he's got to get to the look. Jerry's not getting any younger. They I mean, you're now talking about the standard. It ain't even the standard. It used to be, but now it's more like 2-3. He would have 4 years. He's coming in his 4th year. You've got to get over the hump. And if Dak doesn't take that leap or whatever happens, it has to fall on Mike McCarthy. I think, but with those comments, it just shows the venom of that he had to go ahead and take Kellen Moore on that he never really wanted to. And and I think that another comment caught by Jory Epstein Uh really drives that home. Uh, She had shared uh, that uh, McCarthy said, we can all use a new voice. We can all use a sense of motivation wow. and challenge and so forth. This is a new challenge for Dak. His words, he's excited about it. Continuing to speak on Kellen Moore. We could all it's use a new voice. P- Petty Murphy, man. I'm calling the tech, man. Shoot the free throws. Guys, come on, man. I mean, Mike's won a Super Bowl. And, 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 and first of all, Mike, it's kind of an indictment on you. Even being, again, I just said it a few seconds ago about maybe not getting another opportunity. You Let me tell you something, man. And this and this goes to, I don't know who it was. I don't think it was Adam Martin. I don't know who it is. But I don't want to hear anybody else tell me Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton is the same coach. Stop it. You think Sean is going to sit there and say, hey, man, you got to take this guy as your coordinator. You want to? Hell no. Sean called Lombardi up. Say, hey, man, I know you got to hear it, man, but damn it, you've been with me three, four. Come on. Lombardi's like, all right, man. They're going to fire me anyway. Come on. Well, they both left left their respective teams on different terms. I will tell you this. Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, leave Bill out of this. That, like I said, outlier. Tomlin, Harbaugh, Sean Payton, McVeigh. Kyle Shanahan. Andy Reid. That's it. I think those are the only coaches that there's no way in hell you're taking a job. Anyway. I don't care if you've been out of the game two years a year, that you're getting force-handed to have your office coordinator. That's rookie stuff. When Vance Joseph got hired by Denver, they didn't let him pick the staff. Brother was set up to fail. Love Elway, but he set him up to fail. Now you got people waiting for pitch ports like, man, we slop, we drop one slot from number two defense, we coming up your ass again. He, Vance is under a lot of pressure up there. But, it, it, you know, it's different. I, I was crazy that I heard Sean say it was more about what he did in, 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 in Arizona that was impressive because it was a rough place to coach. I'm like, oh, man, we've got – I see the light. We've got leadership, man. Haven't seen somebody command the, the post-conference uh, press conference like this is my shit. The bottom line is Petty Murphy. 
And you know what? I like to see Kelly. Kelly needs to, he's young. He's from that generation. Kelly need to clap back. He need to go on and just say something. Even you know what I, I wouldn't like it because I do st- I do believe you can win with Dak and you can win a Super Bowl, but I wouldn't mind if he throws a little cheap shot at Dak's way or Mike McCarthy like that. To me, that's just classless, man. That that's not from a young coach. You know, let's say uh, Nick Sirianni. You know, the guy that they just hired at the Colts. Any of these young cats, uh, you know, um, Staley. It, uh, I mean, man at the Chargers. Those are comments I expect to them from them. Not a seasoned coach like Mike McCarthy. That's just classless. That's just, I mean, come on, man. You're just passing the buck. Go ahead. Well, Kellen Moore speaking on his gratitude for being able to work with Mike McCarthy, in fact, over the last three seasons. Uh, through Todd Archer of the Dallas Morning News, it's, uh, Moore had said, uh, it was really fun just to go through the process of merging worlds. I think that was such a fun process. Uh, there's just so many little things as you can go through game plans and game days as you're calling the game, just being able to have those conversations about different ways you can go different paths uh, you can take. And he was really a great sounding board for me. Kellen Moore again. So he's already, that's experience. today's comments? Uh, yesterday's. Uh, oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, sorry, yes, today's comments. Okay. Uh, 2.30 this afternoon. Took the high road. I mean, that's fine. That's always the best thing to do in life. I've had to do it a lot. I've had to do it a lot. But. You know, it's it just, you know, there's all, but I always say there's so much a man can take. But I, I'm just disappointed more in Mike McCarthy. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, switching gears a little bit, uh, coming from football, um, let's go over to the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Um, and I wanted to look at, you know, some of the things that we talked about Katie's. Um, debut last night uh with the uh, with the uh, phoenix suns um we've been talking about it during the week that you know kd you know him switching teams it seems like he has fall into it it's easier for him to ease in you see kind of what's going on with kyrie Irving and the mavericks i mean they've yet to win a game with those two playing you know on the same court together outside of the spurs game outside of the spurs which we don't that let you know how bad the spurs are. we don't even want to count that one at home outside of playing them which they got the Pacers tonight, by the way. I mean, now Pacers, depending on the nights you catch them, they can play okay. Um, you know, Rick Carlisle, I'm kind of a fan of them, but this could be a game that the Spurs could pick up another W if you want them to, if not. Uh, but they do play them tonight. That's at the AT&T Center, right? Yeah, they returned okay. from the uh, rodeo road trip. Okay. Um, the other NBA news besides KD making his debut, uh, first of all, we learned that LeBron James is not going to require surgery. The Lakers are going to reevaluate, but now we know it's kind of like a ligament strain or something in the foot or yeah, something like that. A tendon. Mm-hmm. For all the time, for all the time. Um, one of the other bigger stories that we didn't talk about yesterday, I know we had Carl commented on the Facebook feed yesterday, but that's John ja Morant. Uh, John ja Morant uh, is being accused of getting in a physical altercation with a 17-year-old boy. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong from what I'm hearing. Um, for one, this happened happened of April of last year, right? This was at a, a house party or something. They were playing basketball at some place or somebody's house. Uh, last August. Or last August, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and it was at Morant's house. So he had some teenager over balling. Um, and he allegedly punched him 12 or 13 times. Uh, he had claimed the the. 17-year-old claimed Morant and a friend hit him so hard 
It left a large knot on the side of his head, uh, which the police observed themselves. And then also I know that was in the report to supposedly Job came back in the house, brandished a gun, waved a gun. Now he's already uh, denied. Lifted his shirt and, and, and flashed a gun. Now he's already basically denied that he never had a gun. His agent said no. Um, also, he, supposedly there's witnesses there around that saying this was all in self-defense uh, from Jaws' standpoint. That he was acting in self-defense. That's also being reported as well. Correct. Uh, okay. Mar- Morant does say he swung first, uh, but believed the boy was aggressive because he threw the ball at Morant's head, uh, then stepped up pulling up his pants, and that's according to uh, Yahoo Sports. Okay. Yeah, and from all coach, when you pull up your pants, you know that you're ready to throw dukes. Those are just one of those things. You know, it's a borderline. It ain't as bad as spitting in the man's face, but squaring off, as they say. Um, look. First of all, if this took place at John Morant's house, this 17-year-old kid is affiliated to somebody in the circle, whether it's somebody's son, whether it's uh, somebody's friend. I mean, because John's only what? John's like what, 22, 23? If that, I think he's about, yeah, John's about 23 years old, I would say, around there, 22, 23, somewhere around there, I would think. Uh, 23, turns okay. 24 this year. Okay, so yeah, 23, so I was close, 24. So 17, that's about a seven-year age gap. That um, That's somebody in Josh Circle's friend or somebody in the family. He's there for you, not just a random 17-year-old kid playing a pickup game at Josh's house. Uh, but this goes to the narrative of what I've been talking about and what a lot of people have been talking about ever since Memphis fell on some hard times, speaking of the Grizzlies and started losing, and then you go back to the Lakers incident, and you go back to the fighting and all that. And then you had a oh. security guard incident this uh, this week as well. Yeah. It's – yeah, wh- okay, so what's the, what's the security thing? That's not linked in that too, that, that incident where he threatened a security guard? No, that that's a separate incident. Um, and, and, again, citing the Yahoo Sports story, um, the allegations of this uh, – issue with the 17-year-old come out uh, four days after Morant allegedly threatened the head of security at a Memphis mall. So now he's in a mall and he threatened the head of security at a mall. Allegedly. Look, man, I mean, you got to let the facts come out. I know that's not the case, the way society works, the way this country works. It's not, you know, it's pretty much guilty until you prove yourself innocent. It's backwards. But this goes to the narrative what I've been kind of talking about on this show for weeks now about Memphis um, and that team is the image that they're trying to portray is is for one a little bit outdated and number two a little bit unnecessary and that's not going to fly to get them to the next level. Um, I've talked a lot about Dylan Brooks because I've said this before. I don't. Um, I don't recall Dylan Brooks. I've said this when he was at Oregon, being a guy that's a goon or a tough guy. Now, Ja coming out of Murray State, you know, this and that, you know, because I've seen things on the Internet like, yo, people went, you know, people pull receipts like, man, Ja, you went to a private school. You're from Bel Air, man. You're down there like Carlton. What the hell's wrong? You do some dreads and now you down, you know, stop hanging about. But first of all, you, this is the thing, too, and it comes with youth. In our culture, we have a tendency – to see the pressures 
and adapting to our environment or living up to a standard. Um, it's not a secret. If you pay attention, uh, what goes on outside your domain or your region or where you live and you look at crime in this country in general, Memphis is a tough place. Okay. It, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's not all, but there's certain parts of Memphis that are, they, this it's rough. Talking about hood, hood, you know? Um, and I feel that, you know, Ja, it's almost like his city. I mean, from an athlete, I mean, you got to understand Memphis. I mean, they got one professional team in the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, they've got football down there, Memphis. You know, Penny Hardaway has Memphis College. They've got, you know, but when you talk about professional team, um, I mean, well, Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, yeah, I mean, they share the Titans. I guess, right? Tennessee, Memphis. Uh, I think that's Nashville. Nashville, I'm sorry. Geographic. Had a, I totally forgot. And I think Knoxville yeah. is Tennessee, University yeah. of Tennessee. Sorry, Mr. Watson. Uh, but my point is, it's rough in Memphis. So I'm going to add to that because this is I've been talking about this, about this whole squad in Memphis. But let me go ahead and add to that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spending the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, the key to any perfect cocktail. And that is Zing Zang. All right, make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors. And also, or you can just stick to the original mix. Okay, and add your own favorite alcohol. But that is Zing Zang. 
official sponsor of the sports grind. Um, all right, where were we? See, you don't even know through your car. We were the bottom line. I was is, jamming out. No, no. The bottom line. I mean, we were wrapping it up with the McCarthy thing and all that, but we're talking about the John Morant thing. John Morant. Okay, so this is the deal. I've been talking about the lack of maturity, which is obvious about the Memphis Grizzly squad. But I've been talking about that you're not going to bully your way in out of the West. But if we circle back and let's just stick on these reports from the 17-year-old kid and then this allegedly threatening a security guard at a mall or whatever. Uh, first of all, I didn't even know malls still existed besides Mall of America and Lock and Terror down here. This must be an outdoor mall. You know, malls, they blame ba uh, my man Jeff for killing the mall industry. I don't know, maybe, but there's, I'm pretty sure there's malls. But I'm just River thinking, like, who goes to the mall? See, River Center, that's a tourist attract. I mean, that's tourists down there. I mean, but, but anyway, a mall. Okay, somebody's at a mall. So, look, in our culture, there's pressure sometimes that we put, especially these young generation. And, I mean, it happened kind of in my generation, so I can't really say it's this young because it happened even when my generation when we were younger. But I see more of it now because there's social media, there's pressures, there's, uh, you know, influencers, as they call them, pressure of what's cool, this and that, and everybody's got an opinion on social media. Everybody's watching your life as your million followers. So there's images that I believe there's pressure that our culture allows that we've got to live up to. And that's the reason why before we went to that break, I was bringing up that if you pay attention and you pay attention to the rough parts of Memphis, like it ain't just, you know, it ain't just about going to Graceland. OK, there's some parts of Memphis that, you know, keeping it real, you just there's some rough parts. You know, y'all remember National Lampoon's Vacation, Chevy, Gunshot. OK, roll them up, roll them through. Yeah, roll through those. So Jaws in here. Not only that, man, because I've seen Jaws. I mean. Jaws hanging around, Moneybag Yo, the rapper. You know, there's certain rappers from Memphis, you don't even know. And, that, and, and to me, you get caught up trying to live this lifestyle of this tough, thug, gangster guy that you really are not. And it's, and it's about because you've got adapted. You're in Memphis. You're, you're a young, grown man. You're away from home. You're away from the kid. Even though your dad shows up to the games and all that, but you're on your own. You're the breadwinner. Okay, you think Ja's dad is how much Ja's dad is really telling Ja what's going on now? I will say that it, you know the strong culture of get. I'm pretty sure Ja still's got to respect his dad. I'm pretty sure his dad say, hey, I don't care how much money you make, Ja, whatever. You know, like Bill Cosby said, hey, I brought you in this world, I'll take you out, or I'll put something in that drink and then knock your ass out. But anyway, that was one of them Cosby asked. But anyway, hey, Bill got out. He beat them cases. You know, so it, you can't tell me it's too soon. Anyway, look, I just I think in the nutshell, one of the point I'm trying to get to is I think that's what's going on with Ja. And 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 the sad thing about it is, is that Ja's the leader of that team. So the other younger, the other young dudes on that team, they're gonna take they see that and then that stuff is leaking to the court. Because if you look at I'm telling you, I, I probably I can't go three Memphis games. I can watch three Memphis games in a row, and I guarantee you by the time I get to the third game, there's going to be an altercation between them and whatever team they got. I mean, it ain't just probably Golden State and Dylan Brooks. They've got they're trying they got beef with everybody. And and I'm sorry. I mean, you can't control young men and everything they do off the court. And who they're hanging around or whatever. But if it's starting to leak on the court, that's the product. That's the head coach. 
which I've been telling you, man, I know he's from Pop Tree. He, I mean, this team is totally different, in my opinion, from last year. What I mean, not personnel. This is pretty much the same team. I'm not talking personnel. I'm talking about the way they play and the lack of discipline they show. I remember coming in here last year saying, like, man, this reminds me of the early 2000 Spurs teams. The way they would play defense, move the ball. That was last year. This year, they don't resemble that team. And they resemble a team that beats them. Like last year, they could they hardly beat themselves. That's why they pushed Golden State to the limit. That's why they got those other players because they were so young, but they didn't beat themselves. This year, it's, to it's totally different. And it has a lot to do with smelling your own piss, the write-up saying, oh, man, this Memphis team, they're ready. This is my team for the West. They're ready to step. They're ready to take that next step. Young kids like that. And they don't have enough veterans on that team to ring that stuff in. But if I'm hearing in August a 17-year-old getting assaulted, because i got to really, like, look, man, I mean, and that that's not that much of age gap difference of what him. I mean, he's the older one, but yet and still – you, you talk about a 17-year-old kid, which is still a minor. And then you talk about the security cop. That's a lot of stuff that's going on with a guy that was really, I believe, that Adam Silver, the rest of the guy, they were ready to go ahead and make him one of the faces. He's got a lot of commercials and NBA. When I say commercials, I mean like NBA promo commercials. They put him in there. He's an excite. I mean, he's an exciting. He's athletic. He's that. You know, Malika Andrews, all these reports, they're sitting down with Ja. So he's at a very, like, he's at a crossroads early on his career. Like, look, you can either try to impress Moneybag Yo, okay? Or you can sit there and you can try to, like, really be mature a little bit, get this team and be the leader and worry about on the court instead of being about that life. Because a lot of that, a lot of that generation... You know, I agree uh, with what Shannon Sharp, I heard Shannon Sharp say this a few weeks ago. I agree, man. A lot of those guys think that, you know, whether you want to say what they see in their environment, what they list, what's portrayed through the urban community, through rap, whatever the excuse you want to use. The reality of the matter is like guys that are really have no choice, that didn't make it hooping. That's not making going to be making 30, 40 million dollars a year, which Jaws going to be making here some pretty soon when he does a new deal or whatever that has so much money and endorsements. Those guys would give anything to trade places. But those guys and not all. I mean, I ain't saying every African-American player in, in Cleveland, Memphis, everybody wants to try to be a thug or have that tough guy image. But what I am saying is that a lot of those guys that really have no choice, they got to live that life. They would trade positions with Jaws in a minute. You know, but it's it's just crazy how it is. And that's why that it's always and it's weird. It's 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 been like that with our culture where it's like, you know, that's why you see both, you know, things cross their paths. What I mean, like you've got like if you go back to like the early 2000s, like in, in the real like boom or where hip hop was really getting commercialized and big money was coming in and it was about the bling bling and the flash. And then you look at the athletes at that time in the NBA where, you know, you're, you're getting past the Jordan era, but then you got this influx of you got AI, you know, AI with the culture and, the, you know, the it's like that's why we went through a period where NBA players wanted to be rappers. And rappers, for the most part, not all, I ain't talking about the Jay-Z's of the world and all that, but I'm talking about a lot of these rappers were rapping about lifestyles 
that really the NBA money was really living. The five, six, seven cars. So even if you look at that scale, it's always been one wants to be the other in our culture. And now it's a situation where they just, hey, man, and you know, I got to be, I, I live in Memphis. I got to be tough. I got to live in Memphis. What's up? He'll never admit to it. They won't admit to it. But I, from afar, that's what it looks like to me that's kind of going on. But th- no matter how you slice it, it's up to the coach and it's up to that front office to get this team because they're still young to ring it back in and get back on course. Because right now, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. They're still going to be a tough out. But in my opinion, for the most part, they didn't took a step back. They didn't took a step back. So we'll see how it plays out. Is he stemming any type of uh, charges from the, the, the incident with the mall? Or is that just allegedly being reported and out there? I mean, there's still allegations. And, you know, you can, you can find other points throughout the season um, of course, you have the laser pointer is incident mm-hmm. um, coming from his crew. Yeah. Um, you have a January 29th incident um, against the Pacers. Um, again, with a laser pointer that as one of the security guards said that's 100% a gun. Um, whether it was or not, we don't know. Um, but again, and, and one of those things, Cal, where I feel like Taylor Jenkins really has to step in is because you don't need your star player to lift his shirt to the wrong person that decides to try and call his bluff if you're really about that life. No, I I, I agree with that. I mean that's I mean that is a coach's I mean, yes, from that uh, we first saw, of all, I mean we even saw um and forgive me uh for, for not remembering the Migos rapper's name. Oh, um, you're talking about it was an uh, offset. offset. Yeah. And and you had Devin Haney off to his right. Uh, in in that bowling alley incident. Oh, okay. And whether whether it's you or somebody in your crew, they call it catching a stray for a reason. You know, and you just no, don't want to be. It was takeoff, right? Which one? I think it was take. It was. It was like, uh, like I said, forgive me for not knowing yeah, right offhand which member of Migos it was. Yeah, I think it was takeoff because all said because we know it wasn't um the oh cardi b yeah, yeah. no it wasn't him. so it'd be takeoff then. yeah it's takeoff uh, look I, I i there's some truth to what you're saying um, there's a but, lot riding on it for that young team well first of all i think what you're saying it's more look the coach has to control with what the mentality is on the court maintaining professionalism I mean, there's vets that are getting in trouble. I mean, hell, I mean, how many years was in the league when Gilbert Arenas came in packing heat in the locker room over some gambling debt? So, right. So a coach has to control what's in the court. I think for what you're saying, this example, you just said like, hey, you keep running out there, especially in Memphis, you're going to basically call somebody that's like, look, man, we know you, we know you, you ain't about that. And next thing you know, oh my goodness. That's to me comes back to his team and his father. That's what his father needs to to basically look. He's evidently done a hell of a job raising Josh. Josh went to college, this and that. You know, no way am I trying to talk down on another uh, black man on how he's raised his son because I don't have any kids. I've never decided to have kids. I played stepdaddy, but I've never had kids of my own because I'm too selfish with my life and my routine and what I want to do. Okay? You know? But... I just feel that what you're saying is that more than Jenkins' job, that's really Jaws' his circle. Because evidently, it, even being that young, like I said, he's got a lot of yes people around him. Not his dad and the, you know his family. I'm talking about his boys. It, you know, whatever. 
I ain't going to go like Phil Jackson, his posse. But his guys, and, and I think because they're, oh, you good with that, John. Look, I know people that have been around people that are on the verge of making it, going to do this. Like I said, uh, shout out to J-Dub that, you know, he's very close with uh, the Clarkson family, Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson's dad, Jordan's dad. And I've heard stories of, you know, even Jordan's early days with the Lakers. I mean, things that his dad would regulate on, you know, why are they here? Who's paying for them? I mean, it comes down to your foundation. And I and the reason why I bring that up, because I know there's incidents and there's things to where in the circle be like, hey, man, uh, uh-uh, you don't do that. Like meaning like Jordan never had problems with people in the circle. Tell him like that ain't smart. That ain't nothing. OK. Nobody told him to stay away from the Kardashians, but that was the whole thing. But this is the deal. The point is, Ja has a bunch of yes men around his circle, in his young circle. And it's up to say no. That he can't say they don't well no, that they don't tell him no. Like they don't they don't call him out. Like, yo, bro, what are you doing? He's a 17-year-old kid. Come on, man, get out of here. Just tell him what are you doing, Ja? If that report's true. That means he had friends there to sit around and saw him punch this 17-year-old kid 12, 13 times, whatever the report is, without pulling him off and understand, like, yo, man. If it, 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 To me, it makes me think again, and it goes back to the Carter situation with Georgia, and it goes back to some of these things. It goes back to, uh, you know, um, the kid at Alabama that we're talking about, the basketball player. Uh, Darius Miles D- and Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller, especially Brandon Miller. It goes back to what I said. It's like, yo, who's in these circles to be like, yo, man, even if you're looking like, hey, man, my boy about to make it. Back where I could, that would be like, yo, you protect a lottery ticket. That could be a job for you. I mean, John's feeding people around him. So if you're feeding people around him, protect the, inve- protect the property. I mean, come on. You mean to tell me nobody else could have took and kicked this 17-year-old ass kid if they had to? It's going to be John. That's on TV every night. That's on ESPN. It makes me wonder what is going on. And again, I told y'all the other day, I got to proceed with caution when I'm giving these takes about this and the youth and athletes. Because if I got older, I remind myself this is coming from a middle 40 year old age man. But I can even go back to the DeLorean when I was 1920. I mean, it, it, I was always programmed. Don't mess with the money. Don't mess with the bag. If it's going to mess it up, I'm going to do it. OK, I'm going to do it. Should have bet that 7-Eleven. Should have stayed on 16. I'm going to do it. I ain't going to let nobody else just come around like, nah, man, no. You know? So it's, it's, it's a serious situation, but I definitely, I just think hopefully his agent, his father, you know, they've, they've got to really come. Because the truth of the matter is, and I'll leave it on this note, you just can't, and this has been said so many times, but the truth of it is, is that you cannot... And I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, Samoan. The truth of it is, as you climb the ladder, you you just outgrow people. You can't associate with the same clique that you were associating with when you were at Murray State. Okay? And 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 I just feel his father, everybody around him, nobody has told him that. And, and, and again, it's a hard thing, too, in our culture, because you don't want to be the guy that, oh, man, you sold out. You don't even come around no more. You don't live, you you living in the hill. You living in Brentwood. You don't even come back and visit us no more. 
We don't want that too either. Okay. Be like, hey man, the hell with that. I'll come back. I'll I'll come back and visit you, but I'm cool being out this way. You know? I still drive 30, 40 minutes just to get my hair cut. All right. But that's just the, that's the thing. But living now, man, I'm y'all cool. Why do you go back? Like it, every day you fight to get in, but it's like they want to keep that around. So I'm hoping, praying for the kid. I mean, I, I like I said, I've loved Josh since he was, uh, you know, saw him make that run with Murray State. I knew he was special. And and honestly, last his first couple of years, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this. And there was no reports about, hey, man, he's he's good talent, but his character issues. I didn't hear none of that. I didn't hear none of that. So definitely something is changing like they tell you. It is true. Money can change some people. I don't care what color you are, what religion you come from, what gender you are. You make enough of it. Some people it doesn't let change them. Some people it does. Adam Sandler work about worth about probably four, five hundred mil. Adam wears triple X T shirts and hooping shorts. And if you didn't know him as Adam Sandler, you would never think you would think like, man, this guy's about to ask me for gas money. Guy worth about three, four hundred million, man. Money to my point is it ain't changed Adam Sandler. He's still the guy that was hungry to dish it for SNL. It ain't changed him. Every time I see Adam, I'm like, man, I know his bank account is stupid. I look at it like he ain't got no jewelry. No, you don't know what he drives. Probably Ubers everywhere still. I mean, you just look. I look at certain. That's the first thing I'm like, man. He, his bank account is crazy. I look at Eli Manning. Man, that guy. Peyton and Eli, they bank accounts. It's the Eminem. You don't see Eminem with no ice stuff. Eminem's bank account crazy. Okay. And the other player, you get society, look at Floyd Mayweather. He's going to go broke in about two years. Anyway, all right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you at the snooze button, before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. 
Spex has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Spex. The fun starts here.